Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, called Pass It On. So, you know, as a Christian, sometimes we've tried to stick our hand in the cookie jar. We've known better, and sometimes we've gotten zapped. Either sooner or later, it will happen. We find ourselves in a tough spot. But if we do, it's because God loves us. God loves you enough to correct you. And if you have a parent that's in your kitchen, so to speak, and telling you, you know what, this is the right way, watch out for this, and you want to just roll your eyes and say, oh, how many times are they going to tell me this same thing? My mother did that to me when I was growing up, right? One time I tried to sneak off. We used to go to the beach on the bus. We were all surfers when I was in high school. Pastor Michael surfed? I can't believe it. Yes, he did. Now I can barely move my knees. But anyway, and one day we were, we were planning in my bedroom. And my friends and I, I was going to spend the night at my friend's house, and we were trying to wrap my boogie board in a uh, sleeping bag. Well, my mother had her head against the wall the whole time we were planning this, right? So we're just about to scoot out the door. Hey, hey, here we go. And my mother came in the room. What do you got in that uh, sleeping bag? (laughs) Well, the weekend was over. Mom had her ear. She knew what was going on, right? Now, why did she discipline me? Because she was an overprotective mother. She didn't want us riding the bus to the beach. But we got into all kinds of things because, you know, we didn't always have the right um, people watching over us. So look at Proverbs 19 and look at verse 20. Proverbs 19, verse 20 says, Listen to counsel and accept discipline that you may be wise the rest of your days. You've heard it before, I'll say it again. If you are willing to learn from the mistakes of others, you will save yourself a lot of pain. But if you want the pain, you can have it. The world and the devil will happily dish it out to you. I'm just saying it to you right now. If you have somebody come across your path and you say, oh, what does that old fuddy-duddy know anyway? Right? Let me tell you something. Old fuddy-duddies were once as young as you. I have the pictures to prove it. My son posted a picture of me on Facebook when I was, I think, 19. And I mentioned that Scott Bauer saw the picture and said, Pastor Michael, man, your shoulders were wide and you had kind of this V thing going on. Boy, you used to look good. And I said, wow, (laughs) thanks a lot, Mr. Bauer. Anyway, yeah, go to Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23. Nothing against Scott. He was right. (laughs) I look different. Anyway, we all did, right? Proverbs 23, look at verse 19. Listen, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Do not be with... Now, you don't think the Bible's uh, relevant. Now the Bible's going to talk about sex outside of marriage and getting drunk. Look at Proverbs 29.20. Do not be with heavy drinkers of wine or with gluttonous eaters of meat. For the heavy drinker and the glutton will come to poverty and the drowsiness and drowsiness will clothe a man with rags. 
Listen to your father who begot you and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth and do not sell it, verse 23. Get wisdom, the idea here is hold on to it, and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice and he who begets a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and your mother be glad. Let her rejoice who gave birth to you. 26, I think this is every parent speaking. Give me your heart, my son. Let your eyes delight in my ways. Now look where it goes again. For a harlot is a deep pit, and an adulterous woman is a narrow well. I think the picture here is if you go that way, you're going to get stuck. Surely she lurks as a robber and increases the faithless among men. And he goes on, who has woe, who has sorrow, who has contentions or fighting, who has complaining, who has wounds without cause, who has redness of eyes, those who linger long over wine, those who go to taste mixed wine. Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly at the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. 33, your eyes will see strange things. And your mind will utter perverse things. And you will be like one who lies down in the middle of the sea. If you've ever been in this condition, you know how true this is. Or like one who lies down on the top of a mast or the sail of a ship. They struck me, but I did not become ill. They beat me, but I did not know it. When shall I awake? I will seek another drink." If that doesn't describe a person who's drunk, I don't know what does. They feel as though they're on the sea, spinning around from ingesting too much alcohol and or drugs. And this is this is everywhere. It is facing our teenagers at younger and younger ages. And what's the solution? Listen to wisdom. Listen to those who have gone before you. Recognize that if you have a spiritual leader in your life, If you have a parent who's trying to warn you about things, they're doing it for your own good. In Psalm 78, this is just one book to your left. Go back, Psalms and Proverbs. It says what the parent's responsibility is is to do. Psalm 78, we need to speak into the lives of our children. And it says, it starts with the word listen again. And it says, listen, O my people, Psalm 78, verse 1. Listen, O my people, to my instruction and incline your ears to the words of my mouth, Psalm 78, verse 2. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not conceal them from their children, verse 4, but tell to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. For he has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children, that the generation to come, verse 6, might know even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and tell them to their children, that they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not prepare its heart and whose spirit was not faithful to God. When the psalmist writes here, he writes to fathers, he writes to parents, and he says, look, dads, one of the main calls that you have on your life is to pass on the word of God to your kids. And it's not always going to be easy in the home, 
because we have a ton of distractions and we know what all of those are, but, but the man is called to be the spiritual leader. We are called to bring our family under the word of God. And I know that many years ago, for me personally, I got down on my knees and gave my life to Christ. And Joshua 24, 15 became very important to me in my house. And I made a declaration like Joshua did in the Old Testament. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we've written that on some uh, pavement or uh, basketball court that we have in the backyard. And we put our little handprints on it to memorialize the truth because I know what it means to live without the Lord. I know what it means to live on the other side of the tracks. I know what it means to be empty and without Jesus Christ. I know what it means to do the wrong thing over and over again and pay the consequences. And so when the Lord saved me, when I was in my 20s, um, I made a declaration. And my wife and I have sealed it. And the declaration is we're going to serve the Lord because it's right, it's good. It's true. It doesn't mean that our flesh won't be tempted to take shortcuts and do the wrong thing at times, but it does mean that we know the way to go. And so here, O sons, the instruction of a father, give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching, do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother, then he taught me and he said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Turn back to Ephesians chapter 6. I was listening to Family Life today. Dennis Rainey played a clip from his 50th birthday party. He was talking about men understanding that as they grow older, they need to take on a patriarchal um, position in the family. And if you become the oldest male in a family and you have the privilege of living a long life and you get some gray hair and some, you're blessed to have grandchildren, you need to see yourself as a patriarch in that family. Someone who can speak a word of encouragement to nieces and nephews and grandchildren and children and to say to the family, let's get together. And Dennis was saying that families naturally slide towards isolation. They teach that in marriages that unless you keep the fire burning in your marriage, you will naturally move towards isolation in marriage and how much more in family and extended family. I remember big pasta dinners when we used to meet with all of our family. We'd have this long table, everybody would be eating Italian food and now we all live basically in the same county and we rarely see each other. We see each other, just sound familiar to you guys, at weddings and funerals. And so he was calling on men in families to be the patriarch. What he means by that is be the guy that people can kind of rally around and and see for leadership. And so on his 50th birthday, they recorded a message. I think it's from a son that went into the armed forces. He was about 21, 22 years old. And the son had been crying before he ever made this phone call. They recorded the phone call. And he said, Dad, he said, I've been crying for the last five minutes because... I've been trying to think about all the precious memories that you and I have shared. You have, you know, there was a picture of Dennis and his son at a cross, and he said, you've, you've always taken me back to the cross. Now, this guy from the description of him, big burly guy, serving in the military, and he said, Dad, I couldn't stop weeping because I'm here because of you. I am who I am because of you. Because, please listen to these words, Dad, you showed me the way. That's what parents are supposed to do. We're not going to do it perfectly. You're never going to be a perfect parent, 
but you can be a present parent. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. On his 50th birthday, they recorded a message. I think it's from a son that went into the armed forces. He was about 21, 22 years old. And the son had been crying before he ever made this phone call. They recorded the phone call. And he said, Dad, he said, I've been crying for the last five minutes because I've been trying to think about all the precious memories that you and I have shared. You have, you know, there was a picture of Dennis and his son at a cross, and he said, you've You've always taken me back to the cross. Now, this guy from the description of him, big burly guy serving in the military, and he said, Dad, I couldn't stop weeping because I'm here because of you. I am who I am because of you. Because, please listen to these words, Dad, you showed me the way. That's what parents are supposed to do. We're not going to do it perfectly. You're never going to be a perfect parent, but you can be a present parent. You know, there was an old myth in our society and people talked about, you know what, quality time with your kids. And if you get quality time, you know, carve out seven minutes. No, uh, there's a better saying. If you spend quantity time with your kids, quality time is bound to break out. What I mean by that is, look, as a pastor, as a business person, whatever it is that you do, everybody will have demands for your life. Unless you carve out your priorities The world will dictate to you what you're going to do, what your schedule is going to look like. To be blunt with you, as a senior pastor of a church, I could spend 24 hours a day trying to keep up with things that happen in this church. But I made a commitment, having listened to some wise men years ago, and my sons are in the audience, and they will tell you I have not done this perfectly. But I made a commitment when they were small to coach them, to show up for their baseball games, to be there when they have their plays, Because I wanted them to know that they're more important to me than anybody else in this world except for their mother, God and their mother. And so that's the commitment that I made. And I haven't done it perfectly. I'm sure I've failed at times. But that's been my commitment to my kids. Because they're my first church. Amen? Now I know when we talk about things like this, we can all look back with a measure of regret and say, oh. I wish I had this back. And remember how I told you that on Sunday that God can even restore to us the years that the locust is eaten? If you have an opportunity, it's never too late to make it right. You can pick up a phone. You can send an email. You can do whatever you can do. And for some of you, I realize that um, you've tried. And then you have to rest in Romans 12 where it says, as much as it depends on you, be at peace with all people. You do the best that you can with the time that God gives you. This is the call. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. But there's a second reason for this, and um, I want you to see it in the verse. It says, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Honor your father and your mother, 
which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Now, I want to start with the word honor. The word honor in Hebrew is kavod, K-A-V-O-D. And here's a definition. In ancient times, the concept of value was judged by weight. What was heavy had great worth. To open the door within is the definition of the word kavod. Honor is the biblical door to great friendship, love, community, and blessings. The word kavod, uh, weightiness, speaks of the glory of, gl- of God. It's valuable. It's the manifestation of God's presence. And whenever we think of the idea of the word honor, it has kind of a similar meaning. We put great honor to the glory of God or weightiness to God. And the word for honor here means whatever you put great value in, whatever is weighty, whatever has substance. And you know how you can determine what you honor in your life? It's what you invest in, simply put. Whatever you honor, you invest in. You spend time with, you develop, you express to that person, I love you. You mean a lot to me. I'm proud of you. You invest in that relationship. That is the word honor. The word honor in Greek is tamao, and it means to prize, to place great value on, to respect. Uh, In general, it speaks of worth, evaluation, honor, or appraising something properly. This is from Exodus 20, verse 12. It is the first commandment that speaks of human relationships of the ten. After God gives the ones about us to him, he says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Paul takes that principle and says that if you honor your father and your mother, you'll have a long life. Now, I don't know if that guarantees that you're going to live to be an old person. Um, I don't know how far to take that promise, but I will say this. I think what you can take to the bank is if you honor your father and your mother, you will fulfill God's plan for your life. Whether he gives you 50 years or 80 years on this planet, this commandment has a promise attached to it. Now, there's not many verses in the Bible like this, frankly, where God puts it right there and he says, look, if you will do the right thing, if you will follow the path of mom and dad, if you will honor them, put great weight in the words that they share with you, you will have a long life. The word parent in Latin is the word parentis, and it means we take care of. And if you were to interview any good parent in this room or outside on the streets of Corona, they would tell you, my main passion for my child is to take care of them, to protect my child. I want the best for my child. And so when you honor your mom and dad and you put great weight in terms of what they say and who they are, what happens is God says, you will have a long life. You will have a prosperous life if you revere and place honor on them. In 2 Timothy 3, it says, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. Men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful and unholy. They will be unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, Without self-control, they will be brutal and haters of good. And so we are told that in the last days, there's going to be a trend towards being disobedient to parents. 
Some of you who are in this room tonight, you can't believe some of the things that your friends get away with with their mom and dad. I think some of you are frankly shocked. And I'm sometimes shocked when I see the same thing. And somewhere along the way, honor and respect has gone out the window. Now sometimes, to be uh, fair, a child loses respect for their parent because the parent goes through a divorce or there's some inconsistency in that parent's life. And we need to do our best as parents to earn your respect, but at the same time, you have to give us the grace to know that we're imperfect as well. And so somewhere along there, there's the balance because you want us to give you grace. You know, we always want grace for ourselves, but we're not always willing to give it out as much as we want to get it for ourselves. And so a person who grows up with a sense of respect uh, for and obedience to his parents will have the foundation for respecting the authority of other leaders and the rights of other people in general. A godly family produces a godly society. It's been said that in a Chinese proverb, and sometimes these things have some truth in them, that someone plants a seed in one generation and the next generation enjoys its shade. You know what I'm saying? What it means is when there's the right conduct and morals, the next generation enjoys the previous one's morals and standards. It gets passed along. To honor our parents means to love them, to regard them highly, I'm quoting, to show them respect and consideration. While we may outgrow the call to obey our parents, we never outgrow the obligation to honor them. This is where our culture is fast failing. The aged are shelved and patronized, but not respected. Grown-up children dishonor their parents by forgetting them and neglecting them, close quote. You know, it's easy to marginalize a parent or a grandparent once they get older, but we know that if our culture is going to get back to God's values, we should take care of the aged. We should do our best to honor them all the way through their lives. You've been listening to Pass It On, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the Living Truth app is a great way to stay up to date with what we're doing here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Bible studies, family events, and of course, worship services. If you're out of the area, the LT app has a lot for you too. You can watch and listen to Pastor Michael's latest teachings. Download the Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now here's Pastor Michael. Well, maybe you're listening to a podcast or you're listening to my voice on a radio station and you're a teenager. Let's say you're 17, 18 years old. And you say something like this, you know, no matter what I do, I never can seem to satisfy my mom and my dad. I feel lost. Maybe they throw scripture in your face and you feel like you're hurt. And it's always Bible verses that make you feel lower and lower and lower, like you're not living up and... And I get it. And sometimes, you know, um, us, I'll include myself as a well-meaning parent. We can do that. And, and the approach can be wrong. Let me, let me take two sides to this. Please hear what I'm going to say. If you're a teenager right now and you're going through this, your parents in all likelihood mean well. And maybe those scriptures are what you need to hear in that given moment, even if you don't like it. And maybe you don't like the way it's delivered to you. Remember, your parents love you. They want the best for you. 
And I'm talking about in the normal cases now. And so just keep that in mind, even if some of the ways that they approach you grade on you. At the same time, remember that the Lord loves you. And even if your parents' approach is not always building you up, the Lord loves you. And maybe you can find a way to talk to your mom and dad. I know as a dad, I would tell you if my child came to me and said, hey, the way you're approaching me turns me off or it it makes me feel low, it hurts me, I would be listening. And I would want to amend my ways. And so here's where good communication can help. And when you're a teenager, communicating with your parents can be, in a lot of cases, a challenge. And uh, I would just say, if you say, Mom and Dad, can I talk? And try to do it when it's not a heated moment. Um, I think you can go a long way. And one other further piece of counsel, make sure you've prayed before you talk with them so that your heart's in the right place. So I hope that helps if you're uh, struggling with that situation. Hey, and if we can help you, uh, we do have pastors available to pray with anyone who is part of our listening family, 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours. That'd be like 9 to 4 Pacific time, Tuesday through Friday. Call 844-48-TRUTH. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We love you. And Lord willing, we'll see you right here tomorrow for giving your best for God. We'll talk about giving your best effort at work and in whatever you do. That starts tomorrow. Lord willing, we'll see you right here. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, called Pass It On. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walking Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.